Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Ears Podcast, produced by Terrier TV. I'm Alligator Rob, joined here by Bill Curtis. Want to give a quick uh, thank you to Edna Wilson with Celebrate Remax Aerospace for sponsoring our program. Edna and her team love the Space Coast and are interested in helping you with your bo- home buying and selling needs. You can find her at ednawilson.com. Bill, how's it going? Well, it's going well. Yeah. How is it with you? <laughs> I feel like we're going to break into gospel song. Everything, yes. all is well with me. Yes. All is well. Yes, all is well. Um, <laughs> it, it is well. It is well. All is well with my soul. No okay, doubt. so now um, I promised you I promised you a story. So uh, we were talking about names before we before we got on the air, reading yeah. lists of names and butchering names. And, Which I'm, I'm pretty well at doing on uh, the podcast. And, and I do a fair amount. I have done that myself. But I was reading the homecoming list. And um, there were two girls, and both of them I had in Terrier TV. So they both, I knew both of them. And I, um, one was Brianna, and one was Brianna. Okay. And so, Which look very similar. Right. Well, and I was trying to keep that straight, and I was trying to keep that straight in my head. For whatever reason, I said the one girl's name for both of them. The other one I said, I didn't just mispronounce her name. I read the wrong name. Bill, hold on one second here. Are so, you telling me that you're human, Bill? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and here's the thing. And this is, it was uh, uh, Brianna Sorensen. I, I remember that name. Who okay. is, uh, she, she works for ESPN now. Yeah, I remember the, I know the name. Yeah. And well, I think now she's doing um, uh, the American Athletic Conference. She's wow. there. She does their social media. She's their social media spokesperson. We need to have her on here. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we need to be no. chatting with her sometime. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, she said to me afterwards down on the track, she said, Mr. Chris, you know, you, you said the wrong name. <laughs> but she wasn't upset. She wasn't yeah. upset. But I tell you what, that devastated me. I was like, I messed that up. That was your big, you know, that was a big thing. And so after that, I refused. I wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah, it's, just, so, it's one of those things, you know. I know, yeah. I know, but I still felt terrible about it. I felt just awful. He'll remember it with fond memories, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Fond oh, yeah. memories. Well, see, that's it. She's a very nice person, and, and she was, you know, she wasn't upset about it as much as I was upset. I got more upset about it than she did. And uh, so that, you know, so that wasn't just, that wasn't mispronouncing. That was just me butchering the whole thing. Okay. Well, it happens to the best of us, buddy. It does indeed. It happens to the best of us. Uh, there's been at least one guest on here we've had over the, over the what, last year and a half for I purposely didn't say their name. <laughs> I said their title yeah. and never said their name just because I knew I was going to butcher it. I'm like, if I, do it. Yeah. if I dare to say this name, uh, it's going to be bad. It's right. going to be not even right. close to being what it's supposed to be. And I remember you asking him, you asked yeah. him you know, to pronounce so it. How, and I still didn't it? try it. Yeah. <laughs> I was still gun shy. Like, yep, don't want any part of it. Yeah, just not, not going to go there. Not going to do it. I remember yeah. last second I thought about it and I was like, no, I'm just going to wash my hands of it and just introduce him for the title he has. And right. There you go. Yeah. Oh, Lord. All right. You ready to chat with our guest today? Yes, let's do it. So today on the phone, we are joined by Seamus Toomey with uh, Block Club Chicago. How's it going, sir? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for thanks for having me. And, and you, you pronounced my name perfectly. Man, there's a, there's a first time for everything, Bob. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> so Bob I'll, Smith, I'll t- how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story about butchering names. I had a, a substitute teacher in high school called me Shamoose to me. <laughs> and to this day, my, but, my buddies still call me Moose. 
And oh I'm my not, gosh, that is hilarious. I'm, I'm not a big guy, really. So uh, the fact that I'm like, why does everyone call you Moose? And it's like, uh, <laughs> that's a riot. Yeah, it was a it was a substitute, and it stuck. Oh, it's amazing how things like that stick. That's that funny just, stuff. Oh yeah. Oh wow. So uh, I was going back, you know, and thinking about all this, and you know, me and you have had this discussion a, a little bit here and there before, but I met you um, and some people from your organization uh, almost four years ago now uh, in Chicago when there was this uh, little gator up there in Chicago called Chance the Snapper. And I know it's, you know, it's crazy that... Okay, hold on a second. Yeah. So what organization is this? What Bl- organization is he, is he with? Oh, I said Block Club Chicago. I yeah. know, but what is that? Oh, okay. Yeah. It, well, I was going to get there. I was okay. going to get there. I know you were. So yeah, it, it, you work for this organization called Block Club Chicago. There was this little gator in Chicago called Chance the Snapper, and you guys were, were you a, you guys were a year in at that point, right? Or were you only a few months in? We were a year in at that point, yes. Okay. And this, this story really kicked you guys to the next level, am I correct? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It, it elevated us, so we kind of, we made our bones that, <laughs> that week. That's, a, that's amazing. So tell us a little bit about what Block Club Chicago is. I know you're, one, you're, a, you're a co-founder of the organization. So you can kind of tell us the, what, you know, what your vision was in creating Block Club and tell us, you know, how that's, uh, how you've molded that to where it is now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Block Club Chicago, we are a, uh, we're a newsroom, you know, we're an online only, uh, website, uh, that just does local news in Chicago could be anything from openings and closings of restaurants and bars um it could be uh you know it could be crime it could be politics and every once in a while you get lucky with an animal story that really unites the city and that's exactly what the chance the snapper story was uh, just to recap your your audience that may not have remembered it but um we were sitting in the newsroom one day and uh, an email comes in and says, you're not going to believe this, but I think I saw a, uh, a crocodile in, uh, <laughs> in uh, the Humboldt park lagoon, which is an inland lagoon. And um, you know, down there in Florida, it's not that big of a deal. You, you know, you see it all the time, but in Chicago, this blew people's mind that perhaps there was a, a wild beast uh, in this inland lagoon. Um, so, um, I always hope for, uh, you know, stories like this to be true. So I, I saw the email and I called the guy and I, oh, I said, you got to give me a call. And he said, yeah, I'm a subscriber to block club. And, uh, I, I swear, I, I just saw this, uh, his nose stuck up. It's either a crocodile or an alligator. And, um, and I think I've got a picture of it somewhere. <laughs> So anyway, we send our reporter out there and please be true, please be true. Um, and uh, Mina Bloom was the first one out there. She got a picture of it from a uh, uh, from a park district person that was working there. Um, and uh, we went with the story. Uh, first, we hedged it. Is there an alligator in the Humboldt Park Lagoon? You know, we're, we're Googling to see what's the difference between alligator and crocodile. Um, you know, that, <laughs> all, I didn't even know that, any. Uh, I didn't know any of this part of the story. This is great. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and sure enough, uh, the, the, the real big break was someone was taking their, um, I believe it was their graduation or their quinceanera photos. 
out on the lagoon lake. So they had a real photographer out there uh, with a long lens and got just a beautiful shot. And um, without a lot of context to it. So to me, it looked like about a 15 foot gator floating around there. (laughs) You know, it was a little terrifying. So Chicago was up in arms for a week. Uh, as as um, uh, another guy was trying to catch it, um, and uh, there was, uh, you know, people would line the edges of the lagoon. There was picnics. There was a mariachi band. There was vendors. There, you know, people were selling hot dogs. It was a really, it was a great thing. It united the city during uh, during a you know a, a sort of a rough summer. Um, and then uh, finally, the volunteer who uh, was doing it, it was sort of uh, embarrassing the mayor a little bit that she couldn't find anyone to catch it. And if I remember the story correctly, uh, Frank, uh, uh, you had either called them and and volunteered or they called you. And uh, I I remember there was a little bit of, uh, you know, if I come up there, I can catch this thing in a day. And, 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 and darned if you didn't catch that thing in a day. And, uh, and we had run an online naming contest for it on Twitter and, are uh there's a handful of names chosen but uh, chance the snapper won by an overwhelming majority so we uh, we named them chance the snapper in honor of chance the rapper and uh and it turned out to be a lot smaller of an alligator than uh, chicago feared but uh it, he became such a uh almost a mascot to the city and uh, frank brought him to uh, down to florida and he's He's uh, thriving, and we hear we we try to check in on him all the time. He surely is. Yeah, it, that was a, a, always a misconception. I have people that always tell me like, "So, man, how did you reach out to the city of Chicago?" Like, I didn't reach out to the city of Chicago. They reached out to me. I like I never called anybody. I watched the whole thing from you know I was watching little pieces and parts of it. And the news kind of going, "What in the world is happening in Chicago?" Like, what in the world is happening up there? And then you know, got a call one morning. Yeah, I sure never called them, but. Um, it's been it's it's funny how one story like that can be a blessing to so many people. You know, we had Kelly Gandersky on here a few weeks ago talking about how it's you know changed her whole world too. You know how everything's changed for her, and now she's a partner at a law firm. And there's just so many so many things that have just uh, it's done so so much for so many. And that that story you know brought a lot of uh, PR to your organization and what you guys are doing, and kind of was like you're saying the kick in the butt to put you guys to the next level, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We had, you know, we had started off uh, pretty strong. We had been an online news organization um, before Block Club started, but uh, it was owned by a single person. And uh, when he lost interest in it and uh, plenty of money, um, he, he shut us down one, one day. He just said, it's over. Uh, about 40 people were out of jobs and uh, really within a couple of days we decided hey we we still have this great audience in Chicago that loves our stories why why don't we try to figure out how to do this ourselves um, you know so uh, the the first guy kind of showed us the showed us the ropes uh, helped us build an audience and then we uh, you know pushed us out of the nest and uh, we started it ourselves we made it a nonprofit this time uh, we get people to uh, subscribe for 59 bucks a year to help pay the reporters and um, and we got going and we started with uh, Kickstarter and 3,000 people gave us hundred and eighty three thousand dollars and we've been off and running since but um, that was there was such widespread attention to uh, the, the alligator story uh, it was a national story everyone was quoting us because we broke it so it it really opened up some uh, some eyes that hey these guys are uh, these guys are out there uh, I'm gonna check them out so um, it's been great uh, we we have been around now for five years 
in June. We're going to have a little party in June. Uh, Frank, you're invited. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're proud of the ability to, uh, to be able to tell stories in all parts of Chicago, not just the north side, not just the west side, not the south side. We, we really try to be in every neighborhood and tell little stories and big stories that aren't being told by the by the legacy papers and TV and all that. And it's really gratifying because, uh, you know, people often can't get this news anywhere else and they get to see themselves reflected in the coverage and it uh, makes us feel pretty good. So there's a couple different things you guys have going on. One being a nonprofit and two doing all this online, which I, I know a lot of a lot of different papers and new news organizations are going that way. but you know, being, you know, it's not that it block clubs a one-off. That's maybe the only one doing that, but you can't be one of many doing it that way. What have been some of the, the big learning curves on this journey you guys have been through over the last five years? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, one thing is you're, you're, you know, you're really only as good as the last day's work, um, in news organizations, you really just got to put in the time. Um, you can't just count on people to come and 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 check you out. You really gotta, you really gotta provide you know a steady stream of new information, of interesting information, of, of scoops of and of things that reflect everyone in the city. Um, you you really there's so there's such a big audience out there. If you take the time to learn people and have them tell us their stories. So that's been something uh, big for us is to really make sure that we're, um, that we reflect Chicago, that we have people who are from the neighborhoods that they're writing about that really know what they're talking about because um, Chicagoans kind of can see through uh, people that, uh, <laughs> that don't know what they're talking about. Um, so we're, you know, we're always very careful to be as authentic as possible. Um, and I'll tell you, there there really is a wave of these nonprofit newsrooms around around the world, actually. Um, to, certainly in the United States, where um, legacy newspapers are getting all gobbled up by a couple chains, they're shutting them down. They're having one reporter cover 500 square miles, which is impossible. And so these <laughs> yeah. places are yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There these places are just popping up, and um, you know, not trying to conquer the world, but they're trying to conquer their county or their little town. And um, and I and I think it's great. Uh, it's what it's how it started. Uh, we're just trying to going back to our roots of putting a reporter on the street, going to meetings, talking to people, and covering the news. So you were saying that you know you you do things that you know people can't get elsewhere. You know you you. What would be an example of that? What's something that you've you've covered or something that you've done that you guys are the only place where you're going to find that? Well, <laughs> I mean, we we like to, you know, there's a, there's a million examples. We we like to go to neighborhood meetings where they're proposing a new development or uh, they're they're building something small. And you know, the TV stations in Chicago, they need to cover not just the city. They got to cover the suburbs. They got to cover the lower half of Wisconsin. They got to cover Northwest Indiana. They, they got a lot of ground to cover. So maybe they can't focus on one little thing in Chicago, but 
we can focus on that and, and if we find it interesting. Like, for example, we we did a story once um, where some neighbors in a really wealthy neighborhood of Chicago, the Gold Coast, um, they had signed a, a petition because they're upset at the quality of the gelato flavors uh, at, at the gelato stand on the corner. And it was just <laughs> such a it was such a petty issue. Um, and, you know, it, it's, these are the things that you they go online and everyone, you know, jumps all over it like, I can't believe you guys are fighting over this first world problem with other people who are like, well, you know, you know, I want, you know gelato I want is important. <laughs> yeah, I, I need this particular flavor. So there's sort of little things like that that could be uh, maybe their only one neighborhood, but they can resonate uh, throughout the city, throughout the country. So we look for fun things like that when, whenever possible. There's there's plenty of serious news in Chicago, and we cover that too, but we, we really make a point to say that's not all that we're going to cover. Uh, it can't all be crime and politics. You got to give a little bit of flavor of living in a big city where there's a lot of things happening, uh, some good, some bad, some weird. Uh, we, try to, we try to cover all that stuff, especially the weird. How often do you find yourself on that side of the microphone being questioned? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I do it every once in a while. We're, um, we've got such great stories that uh, sometimes uh, local radio stations, uh, TV stations, they like to... Um, either do our stories, have us on talking about the stories. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm lucky enough. Uh, I'm on uh, WGN uh, radio a couple days a week uh, on the morning show, just trying to pick a couple good stories that uh, that I think people around the Chicago area may get a kick out of in the morning. <laughs> that does make a lot of sense. So, Block Club has made this you know giant evolution and change over the last five years to the organization you're at now, which is incredible. You know, you're covering all these. These stories you're talking about, doing all these things, where do you see it going the next five years? What are the, what are the goals? You know, what are the what are the hurdles you want to get past? Yeah, absolutely. There are a few parts of the city um, that we don't have a full time reporter in. Um, usually, the, the corners of the city. Uh, we we started off um, sort of in the in the central part, um, knowing that eventually we wanted to hit all parts. So that is always my immediate goal is to uh, hire more reporters to cover more neighborhoods um, and maybe even shrink some of the, the existing beats of the existing reporters so so they can focus a little bit more on, on all of the news and not have to pick and choose between stories. So um, goal number one, uh, fill out the map of Chicago and, uh, and really make sure that we're hitting all parts. Um, you know, we also are building an investigative team as well, which is going to be very important, um, you know, as part of the mosaic of local news, uh, you know, it's, it's politics, it's crime, it's uh, restaurant openings, it's all that, but it's also having some reporters really digging into some of the systemic problems and things that are happening in Chicago that, you know, makes Chicago who it is, for, you know, for better or worse. So uh, we've we've hired a couple editors um, and we've got some job openings for reporters. You know, if anyone's listening to this and you want to be an investigative reporter in the great city of Chicago, uh, check out blockclubchicago.org, our job listings. We're, uh, we're going to build up a, a, a heck of an investigative team and, and really start looking into um, some of the problems and the, particularly the south and the west sides that have been uh, really sort of, uh, um, you know, under underserved, disinvested for, for decades and decades. Man, that's an incredible opportunity for somebody that wants to, to oh, jump yeah, right yeah. into it. 
Absolutely. No, absolutely. It's, um, you know, it's one of the things that why journalists become journalists. Um, some of them do it because they want to uh, right wrongs and tell stories about uh, what's really happening. So we're, we're proud to be able to build that team up. Our, our existing reporters do that work as well, but they blend it in with some of their other day-to-day coverage, uh, gelato news, uh, alligators, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to uh, make sure I told you thank you. Um, you know, after all that stuff in in Chicago with the alligator happened, you know, I, uh, you know, my health concerns when they, when they came up, uh, you guys were a huge support to me and you've been a huge support to me the entire time. Um, with anything I had going on where I was looking for fundraising or whatever it might've been for, uh, for my heart surgery, you guys were always at the forefront of that. And I, you know, if I haven't said thank you, thank you a bunch for always supporting, uh, me and, things we've been up to. And I know you've, you've helped us with advertisement for, for years when we've done stuff up there in Chicago. And yeah, I, I just, uh, I want to make sure you know how appreciative I, I am of you and your organization and all you've done, not just for me, but for so many. Well, well, that's, that's kind of you to say we, um, yeah, you know, Chicago really embraced you and chance. Um, it was such a great story and you're, you're such a great guy. Um, it's easy. It's, it's nice to be nice to the nice as my dad likes to say. Yep. No doubt about it. All right. So we gave you some homework. Let's jump, let's jump into homework time. Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Trivia time. So do you have, do you have a topic? I think we talked about this for a quick second. Do you have a topic or what are we, what are we doing? I am literally all over the place. Okay. Uh, Okay. There's there's no rhyme. There's no rhyme or reason to this one. I I wish I could have come up with a quality topic here. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, No, potluck is a, potluck's a topic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I just, uh, yeah, I just started going down a rabbit hole and uh, couldn't pull myself out. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know much about rabbit holes, so I guess we're going to find out, Bill, if you do. There we go. We'll see. (laughs) All right. Who was the tallest man in the world, in the history of the world, at least uh, in the record books? I've seen this guy at at the Guinness, what is it, Uh, Ripley's, believe it or not. They have him there, but I, I don't know what, I don't remember what his name was. Do you? No, I, no. Remember they have a they have a wax sure. figure of the guy there, right? Yeah, which is what it's in St. Augustine, right? That's the that the nearest one. I think so. Yes, St. Yeah. Augustine. Yeah, it's it's literally right on the street from the from where Chance is at. Okay, I mean it's okay. walking distance from where Chance is at to Ripley's, believe it or not. Okay, and I've seen that guy there, but I cannot think of what his name is. His name was Robert Wadlow, and I bring him up because he's also an Illinois resident like me. Um, he's he was grew to be eight feet eleven inches tall. Um, just a, wow. you know, a, a giant, giant of a man, um, a, a tragedy as a lot of these stories are, he died at 22, um, but had really, uh, just, uh, grew to um, just the, the photos of him are just hard to fathom, uh, standing next to average sized people. But, uh, yes, he was a proud Alton, Illinois resident and the tallest man in the history of at least the recorded world. Wow. That's it. That's that's crazy. Yeah. yeah that's oh yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Eight foot eleven. Eight foot eleven. Oh how my. would you how would you enter a room? You'd uh, have to you'd yeah. have to pretty much get on your knees. Well, you figure carefully. Eight, yeah. eight foot ceilings, maybe in a normal house. Yeah. He he couldn't have been comfortable anywhere he was no, at. No. 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 And that's right. And that's always the sort of the tragedy of these as well is that there's enough nothing fits you. You're not comfortable anywhere. No, you'd have to Man. you'd have to walk everywhere outside because oh, yeah. you couldn't get in any car. Well, how would you get? 
shoes. I mean, I remember when Shaq first came made. to play for yeah. the Magic, and they were yeah. talking about his shoes. Yeah, 22s. 22s, yeah. yeah. You'd have to have everything custom made. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow, good question. Yeah, that was. All right. This is sort of sticking on the, uh, the, uh, the tall theme. Uh, Chicago was lucky to have the tallest building in the world for, for, for many, many years. As a kid, I was very proud to be from Chicago with the, with the, the Sears Tower. Uh, it has been surpassed uh, a few times uh, for height. Uh, can you guess, I'll, I'll give you a range, uh, what number tallest building in the world is the Sears Tower, now the Willis Tower? What is it now? It was, it was first for, for almost a generation. Um, what is it, uh, is it? Is it in the top 10? Uh, is it between uh, 11 and 20, 20 and 30, or 30 and 40? I will, so I, I want to say when I came up there first in 2019, at that point, it was still in the top 10, but I believe now it's somewhere between 11 and 20, I believe. I I'd know. say it's between 20 and 30 because they've been building a lot of them. China's been building a lot of them. They've been a lot yeah. in the Middle East. Yep. I bet you it's between 20 and 30. Okay, I'm going to say 11 and 20. Okay. We're going to go with Bill as the winner here. Uh, it is number 26 right now, which is wow. just bl blows my mind. That, that happened uh, quick that, too, didn't it? It happened quick, and you're absolutely right. It's uh, China's really driving it. Um, a, a lot of the ones that have jumped in front of the Sears Tower are around China. Um, they don't have the tallest, uh, the Burj Khalifa in uh, Dubai. Yeah, I knew Dubai uh, had it, a monster. Yeah, and that's the been, big boat-shaped one. It's yeah. It looks like um, it looks like a needle to me. It gets yeah. really tall and thin. It was in Mission Impossible, wasn't it? Wasn't yes, that exactly. Yeah, exactly. Tom Cruise was out on the outside. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, and that's held the title for a while. That's uh, it's been since 2010. It is 163 floors, and it is wow. almost twice as high as the Willis Tower, the Sears Tower. Wow. So, so I've yeah, been up there a couple good. of times, and that's it. That's that's enough. Doesn't you know I mean, that, that's plenty. Don't they have like a glass <laughs> ledge up there? Yeah, yeah, you, you can, can walk, walk out, out on? Indeed. I've done oh, it a couple there's times. no way, man. I've done it a couple it's... times. I, heights are one of the few things that, I, you know, I'm not scared of them, but they, they mess with me. You oh, know what I mean? I'm uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable around them, but I walked out on a couple times. And, Did you? Yeah, okay. It's, uh, it's an experience. It's totally, I... totally worth doing. Yep, it's terrifying. It uh, is. I, I, it is. I am. I am not great with heights either, but I had to do it, uh, and it's really tough. <laughs> yeah, it, it messes with you. you. You know, there's no way to really accidentally fall out of there, but uh, right, your mind but, can, yeah. can can put you there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, there's no way to really do it, but uh, it's still possible. Yeah. So well, it's well, enough I, of a possibility <laughs> that yeah, my brain doesn't want to do. It. Look, we found we found something that Frank uh, gives gives him pause. That's uh, it does, it does yeah. give me pause. Yeah. It does, and for sure, I find that fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. All right. Um, let's go to the movie world here. Um, who has the, the most Academy Awards for Best Actress? We just went over this recently. We had this, oh, okay. in, me and Bill had this in trivia at the Women's Center event. Oh, was it? This, okay. was at, this was one of the questions at the Women's Center event, and we all went back and forth on it, and it was the one we didn't choose. Oh, yes. It was the one we didn't choose, which I still don't know who it was, but I remember it was the one we did not oh, choose. Oh, yes. <laughs> we went back and forth and back and forth on this, and it was like, and maybe it was the third option was, we didn't choose. It was or, older Hollywood. It was older Hollywood. It was Hollywood. older Hollywood yes. than yep. we were thinking of. Yes. It was, it was something, it was... 
30s 40s yeah somewhere around there yeah, yeah. um because I, I was thinking like Meryl Streep or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't. No, right. it wasn't. Yep. Yeah, you're right. It was. She um, was like third or something, or she had the most runners up or something along those lines, or yeah. she was in there somewhere, but it, no, it was not her. Uh, oh man, it's gonna drive. I'll tell me nuts. you who it's not. I'll tell you who it's not. But you, I was surprised to see how many she's really racked up in recent years. Frances McDormand has three. Um, oh, okay. Which is uh, pretty amazing. Um, hmm. But uh, I just. I've, seen a couple of the, her movies recently and boy she she is good she's i could see how she's going to go past this uh person who is sitting in first place at four i don't know i i know yeah, i know as soon as i hear it i'm gonna know it but what do you think bill i can't remember uh, I, I know I, I remember we wrote this down and we all went yeah Man, what, like, that's <laughs> the one we said it wasn't and it, exactly. it was okay tell us Catherine Hepburn has four. Dag Nabbit, we knew this, Bill. We 100% knew this. Dag Nabbit. Yeah, which makes perfect sense, you know, you think about it. But um, uh, first one was Morning Glory back in 1934, so you were on the right track. Um, Then she it was 34 years until she won for Guess Who's Coming to Dinner in 68. And then when I won the next year, The Lion in Winter. And then On Golden Pond in 1982. On Golden Pond. Wow. So... Uh, really wow. almost almost 50 uh almost 50 years between uh, wow. uh best actress uh, oscars so uh yep yeah, a legend and uh I, I promise you that the third time you get this question you're gonna you're gonna remember. Yeah, yeah we better we better remember we better. it next time yes because i mean 100 percent i well at least you that. remembered that we had the question oh i remember because it, it was one of the, the handful <laughs> I, we butchered. I didn't even remember that we had the question it was one of the ones we went back and forth on so many yeah, times i know we, we, did, it we out. did go back yeah. and forth yeah yep oh lord okay <laughs> We're All right, good. let me go. Let me go to music. I don't we're, know. We're not good, but we're good for the next question. <laughs> I don't know if uh, you, I don't know your guys' tastes in music, but um, I'm a fan of the Grateful Dead, um, and I was wondering if you knew what was the original name of the Grateful Dead before they switched it. I have no clue. Me either. I do not. Okay. Know. I know nothing about the Grateful I Dead. I know that. Okay, I got this great story. <laughs> in 2006, my son graduated from high school, and so I took him across country. And at the time, my hair was was growing. I looked like Frank does now. Okay, and and we had uh, my son and I had gone out to Santa Monica. We were at the Santa Monica Pier, and I go we're going up onto the pier and there's this homeless guy sitting there at the, the, at the bottom of the pier when we walk up and he takes one look at me and he goes, Jerry freaking Garcia. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says, do you got a buck for a beer? And, And my son goes, well, since you said it was for a beer, yeah, I'll give you a buck. If you if you said it was for something else, I know you were lying. But since you said it was for a beer, here you go. Oh and, my uh, goodness! So yeah, at that time, I'll show you a picture. I look like Jerry Garcia. <laughs> Jerry Garcia. That's funny. No, okay. So maybe, we we have no idea what this answer is. By okay, the way, maybe that's why I was thinking. Maybe that's what made me think. Of it. Maybe that's <laughs> it. Maybe that's what took you down that track. Exactly. Uh, they, the Grateful Dead, were briefly called themselves the Warlocks. In, in uh, 1965, it lasted seven months, hmm. changed their name, and they've been, <laughs> they've been the Grateful Dead now for the last uh, 174 years. Yeah, there you go. The, the Warlocks. <laughs> yeah, didn't know that one. Warlocks. Okay. Yep. Did not Warlocks. know that one. Uh-uh. Interesting. So, uh, all right, that's we need one more. I've got a, would you want to, I'll let you choose your category. Uh, would you like a, a football one 
or a bizarre one? <sighs> I would say football. What do you say, Bill? Go ahead. Let's do football. I know yeah. Frank wants football. Yeah, I, I have a better right. chance of getting something right in football world. Tell me the last Heisman Trophy winner from the state of Florida. Was it Tebow? Yeah, that would be. It, I think it's Tim Tebow. I would have guessed Tim Tebow, too. I made my son Oh, it's guess somebody this. else. It's yes. somebody else. Who's won it since? Who's can, been since Tebow? Yeah, who's been since Tebow that would, would be from Florida? Oh, man, this is bad. Uh-oh. Well, did he or did he not play for a Florida team? Was he just from Florida? He uh, nope. He played for a Florida team. Yeah, okay. I thought that would be cru- cruel to make it because I, I didn't want to research all the history of every single. Uh, oh yeah, no, uh, no, no. Winner where they were from. <laughs> okay. Can you tell us? Can around. you tell us what team it was? What Florida team? Yes, uh, he was a Florida State Seminole. Jameis Winston. Jameis yep. Winston in 2013. Okay. Yeah, that's yep. right. Jameis was after. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He played for yep. my my team, the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, I should have I should have 100 yeah. known that. I feel I feel weak not knowing that, Bill. Hey, I, <laughs> I graduated from Florida State. And I didn't do it. So. He was one of those guys. You know, there was a whole run of great quarterbacks. Uh, you know, that were winning the Heisman. And he, oh yeah. Had a decent, you know, not a great NFL career, but uh, but I had a heck of a college career. Yeah. In interception world, he had a very good. Uh, okay, now run. now quickly, while Frank's not paying attention, <laughs> tell us the bizarre one. Yes, let's see the bizarre one. What is the record for a person, a person that could hold their breath for the longest? Was it what the the, Ooh, the, time. the time? Was it uh, under ten minutes? Under twenty minutes? Under thirty minutes? Under forty minutes? Good lord! It has oh. to be under ten. I don't know. You know some of those Maybe divers. You, you lose the, freaking your brain dead. I don't. Uh, your brain dead. Okay. I don't know. So we'll go with you. Okay. okay medical terminology. I'm breaking under a biomedical 10. degree, and I say under ten minutes. It okay. has to be. That's what Doctor Frank says. Yeah, Doctor Frank says. 24 minutes and 37 seconds. <laughs> what? Uh, the guy the must guy be by like, the name of He was the biggest barrel chest in the world. Or meditation, I, slowing your metabolism down. He's part crocodile. Could be. Un, exactly. That's what, that was sort of where I was going with this one. Um, yes, he's a, uh, he's a Croatian guy. Um, did it. Uh, had people uh, on hand to record it. And just uh, completely bizarre. You almost, uh, practically go into hibernation a little bit at that point. I, I don't know how you do it. You'd have to have uh, like subliminal control over your heart rate and your O2 rate, and which crocodilians can do. I didn't. You know, I've never heard about a person being able to actually pull that off. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. Because otherwise, I mean, you'd think logically speaking, you'd go, "That guy is losing tons of brain cells every time he does that." But obviously, he did it. He must have been practicing it for quite a while oh, to get yeah. to that point. Yeah, to get to that point, yeah. That's crazy talk. Okay, well, that's, uh, maybe, that's, my mind is melted. Maybe you, uh, maybe you guys can meet up. You might be, you might be of some help. Uh, a really deep, <laughs> a really deep pond. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, that's, that's the TV. That ain't the real stuff. Yeah, nobody, nobody's holding their breath and going in a pond after crocodiles or alligators. It's not, no. that's not the real world. That's for TV. You won't make 24 minutes, huh? No, no, you don't even, don't even bother trying for five seconds. Not if you want to keep all your digits. <laughs> oh, Lord. Seamus, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you being on here with us. And uh, if people want to find out more about, about Block Club Chicago, where can they go? 
blockclubchicago.org or blockclubchicago.com as well. Either one, we're, uh, we'll, we'll take you either way. Um, yep, we were, you know, we're uh, putting out news every single day, uh, breaking news, doing uh, political coverage. We're doing a little bit of everything. We're really just trying to make sure that the entire city of Chicago is fairly covered from, from all angles. So uh, thank you so much for having me on. This has been a pleasure, and I, I can't wait to see you again. Yeah, buddy. I'm looking forward to seeing you in June. And yeah, congratulations on everything you guys have accomplished. And again, thank you so much for uh the blessing you and your organization and the people that work for you guys have been have been to me uh, over the past handful of years and yeah I, I uh, looking forward to it continuing buddy I just appreciate you a bunch. Well, well, uh, I can say the same right back at you. You've been uh, you've been great and accessible to us and uh, and you're still still my favorite story we've ever covered. So I'm glad that there's a great guy by, as uh, as the hero of the story. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you so much. We'll catch up with you soon, buddy. Thanks to both of you. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, yes, Bye. All right guys. That's another uh, podcast in the book, Bill. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Seamus is a, is a great man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a great yeah. man. He is a, man, a natural speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, natural speaker and a, yeah, a great guy. The great organization that does, again, they do so much, man. They, that's what's so cool about them that I, when I enjoyed uh, early on learning more about the group was how many of the small stories that nobody else is covering, they're going out there and getting and making them real stories. They're, right. oh, yeah. they're kind of almost what we do podcast-wise by letting people's voices be heard. They're doing that with media stories. Uh-huh. So it's, it's really neat. Yeah, it's that's really, cool. It's really neat. It's, uh, it'd be great if there was more of that going on with the big media groups. Yeah, well, the corporate media is not, never going to do that. That's, yeah. that's something that's going gonna, gonna to be the mom and pops. Yep, yep it's going to have to be without a doubt. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning into the Year's Podcast. You can find us uh, on any platform you find podcasts by searching e-e-a-r-s-s or ears ears we'll uh, catch you all next week bye bye